Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the Morning Sickness. My name is John Holmberg. There... Brady Bogan, there's Brett Fesley. Big Dick Toledo, off and running. What, it's Thursday already. How did that happen? I guess I should start the whole show with, hello, friends. Yes. In a tradition like no other, the Masters begins again. On time today, and F you, Georgia voting laws, we're still playing. They don't care. That, that gaggle of whitey's going to go out there no matter what and play however they feel like playing. The Masters never bows to political pressure unless... Remember when the ladies used to stand outside the Masters and Hootie Johnson was in charge of the Masters? He was in charge of the Masters. Those ladies can stand out there until they all freeze to death in the Ice Age. I'm never letting them in here. He would say stuff on TV about how they never, ever let women join. And then he, got, he had to because, was it IBM, gave their CEO position to a woman yeah, and that was, was an automatic membership? They were a big sponsor, too, yeah. I think. Well, that's, where, that's really all that mattered is the money, but... Then Hootie had to go, and they brought in some more progressive people. It said, all right, you ladies can use the front door now. But the Masters is back on today. They, they joined, and um, I forgot to tell you, the only day you can play is on Monday. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, members. Monday, late afternoon, <laughs> right before the flags get picked up. Right. And, uh, yeah, there's a 5 o'clock. We're going to mow around you is basically what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were not kind, but... Yeah, the Masters. They, they, I saw the article. And the Masters goes on despite Georgia's troubling voting issue, and I'm like, mm, the Masters has never been the one that's been on the forefront <laughs> of making the, least the move. That you're yeah. about. That's really it. Yeah, <laughs> you've seen that. There's still no black guys out there unless they're playing pro. It's a it's a golf course that caters to the white man's specific needs. Uh, I don't think black people would like it. The Masters is also the place. I think they do have now. I, I, I believe there are some black members. Well, there are. Oh, yeah. sure. There has to be. Tiger. A, a well, handful. Yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, when a young phenom, age 21, went out on this glorious course that they also used to say, this will never change. It is a tradition like no other. This is the most beautiful golf course in all of America, most challenging. And Tiger went out there and threw a 20 under on him. We're going to change everything about this goddamn golf course tomorrow. <laughs> and they made it longer. <laughs> they, they mowed trees down. They we took have tri- to tiger-proof it. <laughs> they tiger-proofed it. The greatest phrase ever in We Hate You Sports, tiger-proof that bitch. <laughs> Put some Perkins waitresses over there on the green so he can't he'd be distracted. <laughs> they changed. That would be like rebuilding Yankee Stadium just because, you know, a Samoan can't stop hitting home. We just hate them Samoans so much. Where does he hit most of his home runs? Make that 600 feet. <laughs> And Stretch it. And allow two outfielders in that one area. It's crazy. But so the Masters being, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe there's Of course they're still playing. Plus, the money is humongous. They missed it last year. They had to play it in November. It didn't have quite the pop. This year. This is making up for this it. Is, they have to do it in April. And they have to get back on track. So the Masters back in. Hello, friends. I, Welcome to the a, racist uh, tradition. I'm in a pool. I've never done it before. You pick five players. Oh, I've done one of those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've never even come close. 
They have pool for golf, golf pool, too. and it's yeah. actually sort of fun. It makes you. Is it a day to day? It's basically the total score of the five mm-hmm. players that you make. Because you know, no matter how high ranked your player is, yeah, there's a chance they could miss the cut. Yeah, he could ice. And it, I did that once, and I actually. I only I think I was out the first day. Like every one of my guys shot an eighty. Yeah. <laughs> and then terrible. when it comes down to the final, you have to uh, predict the total score of yeah. the winning player. Right. And that's not so too words, hard to yeah. do unless it's a runaway. Most yeah, of the time, if they hover around a sixty-eight the whole yeah. time, all four rounds, it's like two hundred and seventy-two yeah. strokes or yeah. something like that. You get usually eight under is a pretty safe run around. And for the whole looking tournament. at the Masters, it's been everywhere from five to sixteen under. Yeah. Unless you count that one year that savage Negro destroyed our golf course. <laughs> I love it. And then the best thing is they changed it, and Tiger came back and went, okay, this is actually easier for me. You're putting the, I don't have to try And he just destroyed it a couple more. We can't keep Tiger proofing it. We're going to need a new master's court. Give this to the women. We'll build a new one. Yeah, and there's always like three or four players that the course sets up for their play, mm-hmm. like yeah. Bryson. Bryson DeChambeau. He's mouthy. But yeah, so uh, the Masters is back on. But I'm so sick of politics involving itself in every single. I had a discussion uh, with someone in this building about that uh, political stuff aside. And uh, although this person leans more left and was basically saying, you know, don't you think it's sort of a baby fit that uh, the right's throwing for changing all the rules after they lost the election? I'm like, sure, I totally believe that. But I said, don't you think it goes against it counters against every Democratic a fiber of your being, that Coca-Cola and Delta, the two massive corporations, are the ones dictating political change. That's that's hor- That's the scariest part of this whole thing. It's yep. like when corporation money – and they already donate to the campaign, so, I mean, it's already infiltrated that way. But part of the beef with politics is too much political money goes into uh, campaigns. And now, not only is it going into the campaigns, it's basically saying, you know what? We're going to go ahead and not like this out loud. And Coca-Cola will pull out, and then your city has to has to do what Coca-Cola wants, or they lose. No matter if the state's for it or whatever. Coca-Cola, There's a little influence involved a, there. A tad, and, and especially in Atlanta. You know, if Motorola decided to say, we're just going to pull all the money out of Phoenix unless you guys decide to have transgender, uh, you know, everything. Intel would have the joke. Absolutely. In, they're okay. putting in $20 Intel. Billion Whoever it is. If yeah. Intel said, we're just going to leave unless you do exactly what we say on this, it doesn't matter. Voting doesn't matter anymore. We don't matter anymore. Once, And I, frankly, we haven't for a long time. Right. If money wanted to play the game, it's going to win every time. But like Tesla's about to build a big thing out here. Remember? Uh, when what was it? If Tesla was going to build their factory out in Mason, they got mad at us for something and moved it right. It was we had SP, a contract that, for uh, the Apple, uh, the glass for the phones. Oh yeah, that's and right. That fell through. That was a, was that HB? What was that one about the, the immigrant something or others like rights? Oh for, yeah, yeah, that's right. Immigrants. I don't know if it was that one, but I remember there's a something, couple of. They just kept pulling the plug on everything. Yeah, the Super Bowl started it here in 1993 or two, whenever. Maybe it was before that when MLK when Day was that. It had to be like ninety one, ninety two, because the Cardinals had just gotten here. Yeah, the Apple thing was. Yeah, that was after a couple of years that. ago. Yeah, but this was. Uh, they pulled that, and they didn't pay attention to the truth. The Arizona had monkeyed with uh, all sorts of different things, and uh, we had seven different laws going for Martin Luther King Day, and Maricopa County had the deal where the stadium and the and the game was going to be played, and the rest of the state didn't, because it was it wasn't a vote. It was your option. And our stupid, Wasn't it our weirdo like government, uh, Governor Evan Meekham, who was an odd dude, uh, basically said, well, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. 
So let's get a vote on this instead of just railroading through a new holiday. And he, he pulled it as a state holiday. Oh, it looked bad. But the, the city had it. Like Mesa, we had the day off. I remember because I remember days off. New days off in oh, yeah. 1988 and 89 were thrilling to me because that was one less day of school. So I'm like, we get MLK Day? You got it. I'm all for Sweet. it. Sweet. Seems okay by me. And then they started to mess with it. But Mesa, we got a day off. I think I was in Mesa Community College the first time. I'm like, we get MLK Day off. This is great. A couple weeks later, we had President's Day because they hadn't settled that mess yet. Then, then they took it away. Holiday. Yeah. They took it away from Columbus Day, and Italians started marching mm-hmm. around. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Everything Still better about that. Everything started getting toyed with. Everything started getting shuffled. And so, I, frankly, looking back, you, you have to say the governor wasn't all that wrong. Saying, "Hold on a second, we're pissing off this group to make this group happy, and neither of them were doing anything wrong. So let's just settle her down." Ninety-three. Was it ninety-three? Ninety-three. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know. But now you got every every sporting event I watch. I have to sit and wonder, oh, what, what political aspect is going to come into play tonight that's going to make it so I'm a bad guy for just wanting to watch the game? Oh, how in the world am I going to be set up to go? I don't care again because you look like a jerk when you're like, oh, I get it. You guys are mad about. It. I, I don't care. Play. There is there is certain parts of me that says swing the bat, use the glove, shut your mouth. I don't care what you think. I've, I've, I've athletes. I've never cared what you think. I'll listen to you, and that's fine, but it doesn't really – it's not going to – if I disagree with you or I just don't care, it doesn't make it so I don't care about the entire issue. I just don't care about it from you, LeBron. I'm the same with music, too. When these guys get up on stage and start oh. doing their – I'm like, shut up. That's my whole Eddie Vedder impression. Yeah. I was like, I went to that concert, and the first one I went to was at uh, the Wells Fargo Arena where the Sun Devil basketball team plays, and it was Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and the Chili Peppers, right yeah. when it came – and I've never seen someone work a stage like Eddie Vedder did. He was – Climbing on the rafters, he's uh, he's thirty feet over the stage, just hanging there singing. I'm like, this is insanity. And next time I see him, we've got we've got a problem in South America, and it's all your fault. We're gonna get it out there. And here's my ukulele, and I wrote a little song about it. And the pygmy people of Peru. And I'm like, what? Who is he? What is happening? Shut up and play. I want to sing about tragedy. I want to, I want to let you know about something that's very near and dear to me. Is the ladybug population in Texas is being decimated by the oil rig. What are you talking about? Shut up, Jeremy. Spoken. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Put your hands together yeah. to spot it out. Before we all get it out, before I sing another song, I know I've been going on for 40 or 50 minutes, but let's talk about the spotted owl eating the wood beak bottle, beetle bottle. What? Shut up! <laughs> He, oh, I'm alive. You know the words. Let's do this, Eddie. <laughs> and he brings out a guest for a duet. Sally yeah. Struthers. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Sally Struthers. the lady trying to feed Africans for the last 40 years on your television. Sally Struthers, come on out here. Or your meathead's daughter or something. Wife, who cares? Come on but, out here. Oh, little girl, let's, t- let's talk. Let's above talk. your head, coming in on a cable, is Caleb from yeah. the Shriners. <laughs> he can do a song with me. Oh, once <laughs> upon a time. I'll do it. Give me the mic. Yeah, I just I, I'm with you. I yeah. don't want to hear it. Nope. I do not want, especially bands that are just about fun and noise and everything else. There's nothing worse than like when Kill Switch Engage, you know, a band like that says, you know, we just have to do something. I'm like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. I'm not here for. I'm escaping that. That's why I come to this. I'm leaving it. Well, it's my platform. Oh, get off your platform, you prick! Saying your platform has a guitar and a microphone for you to yell and scream and make noise at me. Shut up and dribble is an awful thing to say to somebody trying to make a statement. But God damn it, I agree with it in a whole bunch of ways. You two started out that way. Oh, you two and has then, never and fooled then they, you. Uh, then they kind of uh, 
slowed it up. But yeah. I think they got away with it because it's like, oh, cool, look at the Irish passion on this. Well, it doesn't really affect you here in the States so much. Well, it did. It started to affect everybody at Rhodes Junior High there for a little while. I don't know how, but uh, I Will Follow became like some anthem when I was in eighth grade. And I'm like, you guys don't, I don't know what the Irish strife is. <laughs> Am I booging you? I didn't mean to bug you. I'm like, oh no, he's going to talk again. So Just passionate. Yeah. Sing. Early morning, April 4. Your whole song is a political statement. You don't need to talk in between. <laughs> so I, I am I am at my uh, my boiling Whitson. point. Well, I was watching like, well, we're going to talk to Kevin Ray. You guys don't even know this, but Kevin Ray, the voice of the Phoenix Suns. When you're not Al McCoy, but, you know, Kevin is a uh, good dude. And I've been hanging out with Kevin for a little while. He trains up there at uh, React Defense Occasion. I don't know if he wants anybody to know that, but, I mean, uh, <laughs> now, well. now they do. <laughs> but Kevin's a good dude, and I get to hang out with him every once in a while. We talk about all sorts of stuff. And uh, last night, I turned on the Suns game, and uh, there's John Cleese, Eddie Johnson, and Kevin Ray calling the Suns game. That's right, Monty Python's John Cleese. And I'm like, what's happening? And I text Kevin, I'm like, this is the coolest moment in both yours and my life because I know you. Like, I drink with you sometimes. So this is like the coolest thing in the world for me to be one step away from John Cleese who's in town. And you know what the weirdest part is? John Cleese is a uh, 20-year Utah Jazz supporter. No idea. How in the no world idea. did that happen? So, John the mailman? Cleese, John, yeah, I, it was after the mailman. So 20 years ago, uh, Carl Malone was a Laker. I don't know oh, yeah, why. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a, he's a Utah Jazz guy. He used to be a – well, oh, here's how. I read this last night. So his daughter, who's a comedian – uh, and they're at uh, House of Comedy. I'll give that plug right now. I think Cleese and his daughter are doing some show out here. Which, by the way, also makes me a little bit suspicious of Cleese, uh, his daughter's abilities. Because if she was a comedian that could stand on her own, start. you have an 82-year-old member of Monty Python hanging around with you. I'm not going to see you. I'm going to just see John Cleese tell a couple stories. or That laugh, that most infectious laugh he has, which is unreal. But Unless she wants to buy an argument. I'm not cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I want some of his old bits, and you're the new Eric Idle. Just play the part. Just do it. You're, you're going to be Palin, and you're, you're just the you're Cleese's partner. I don't know your first name. Deidre? I'll just call you Deidre or Portia or something. I don't know. But, I don't, but there he was, and uh, I was just blown away by the whole thing. And so it was that moment in sports where you're like, ah, oh, this is what it's all about. It's the two best teams in the league playing – and a celebrity is on there, and he's not telling me about some charity I have to care about, and nobody's telling me what a bad person I am for not for wanting to watch basketball rather than you know go try to clean up race relations in the next hour and a half. I just wanted to watch the Jazz and Suns play. And John Cleese was on the broadcast just joking around. And How'd he do? Uh, he was fine. He told he told some stories about basketball. And uh, you feel oh, like he knows the game. So too? his daughter, who he's here with, was a was a Bulls fan. And during the finals when they played the Bulls, John Cleese just said. I'll cheer for them. And he cheered for the Jazz. And it kind of caught. So it was the Stockton moment, but he didn't get crazy about it until like 20, 20 years ago. He's, he's a Jazz fan. Utah. I don't know. All the way from Monty Python to Salt Lake City doesn't seem it's crazy. So, But it was the coolest moment. And I just thought to myself, this is what sports was. This is what I used to love. When Bill Murray would pop up in the booth with Harry Carey, the game didn't matter at all. Harry Carey and Bill Murray talking. And then when Harry had a stroke and Bill Murray did a game and just talked about – he did the Expos and Cubs yeah. and just talked about uh, 
how terrible every every Expos player was, and he made up stories about him. It would have been Bill Murray. It would have been scandalous today because he said like some of the players' mothers were prostitutes, and he had like, oh yeah, that guy. I, I, <laughs> I ran it, and he'd make fun of him, like they owe me money, and like they're well, he's got a problem with the uh, alcohol. That guy, and he'd just make up. He'd made up stories, and it was the most entertaining three hours of baseball you could ever do. And then you get. You know, Cleason with Kevin Ray and Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson's asking questions about Monty Python, which was it was a uniting. It was the we we unite so much faster over like commonalities of funny and. So is Monty Python still alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who was that Monty Python actually? It was just a friend of ours. Uh, no, no real reason to ask another question. Then he called the game a little bit, and like he'd be talking about a story, and Donovan Mitchell would go up and. You know he's amazing, and he'd put up a shot, and John Cleese would get all excited. It was it was he was, and it's the first time he's ever seen them in person. Was last night really weird? What a story! And that's what I miss about sports. I don't want to hear your political views. You can do that on Twitter, especially now. The, The guys who didn't have political platforms or may have had them and had to fight that. You know, there's a few guys. Muhammad Ali had definitely a an agenda, and it rubbed people the wrong way until it didn't. Uh. But they didn't have Twitter and stuff. These guys act like they have to do it all the time just because they've got Twitter. i got 46 million followers. I have to be true to my oh, – shut up. I don't want to hear about it every single time. I'm escaping stuff, but it was a nice moment last night. So you're right. Yeah, I don't know what's worse, though. Is it music or sports? I mean, it's the same to me because, like you said earlier, they're both an escape. Yeah. And I'm not escaping anything. I'm diving deeper into yeah. it. I'm actually like, okay, I was having fun. Yeah. It's like being at a party and everybody just goes, hey, could you guys, I know you're having a great time. Everybody calm down for a second real quick. And remember that there are like tons of starving kids all over the place. We're not collecting any money. I'm just reminding you that you guys are really indulging on free food, pizza, subs, and all that. You're having a great time. But there are people who don't eat. And I just thought I'd kill the party for a second and just let you know. You're, you're, you should all care. And Enjoy if you don't, Coachella. You're right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, uh. I know Molly is fun and you guys are all having a good time, but. But there are certain bands that you go to and you know that you're just going to get that, it. You know, yeah. Ted Nugent on Rage. one side, Rage, Ministry. Yeah. It just. You, know. you have to tolerate with some because they yeah. lead with it. And right. I kind of respect that. It's like, no. Although the time that we, uh, not to go back, but when we saw the Nuge. Yeah. I don't think he really. There wasn't time between the. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I just stared at the whole one-armed crowd. Like There was no clapping. It was just whistling because nobody could clap. Only, everybody's only got one arm. Just whistling through their one tooth. Yeah, there's this weird whistle, just kind of half. I don't know what that thing was, but they couldn't clap. Like Only half the audience had all their limbs. Looked like a uh, used car sales. All the uh, waving sale inflatables. <laughs> Ted, Ted doesn't, the sleeves. Ted doesn't give speeches. He just says stuff like, how's everybody doing tonight? Yeah. And then they go, anybody want to try to take my guns? One, two, three, four. Yeah. And he just goes like, what the hell? <laughs> Man, what's that? I don't know. Yeah, little shots at like, maybe that's because Hillary Clinton's face 
Looks like somebody stepped on it. Two, three, four. Yeah, we hate her out loud. Yeah, he took a couple shots at Hillary, but there weren't any speeches. No. They were just jokes and like pointed, you know, right-leaning jokes. And then his music. I actually would have preferred if Ted did more talking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's one concert I w- wish I was at where they were just like, hey, 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 hey. Stranglehold. Thank you for that. I think we're done here. Just tell me what you're thinking about. I think a couple of the songs they turned the the guy on vocals, turned him down. All you could hear was yeah, the, the guitar. guitar. Oh, really? Oh, Always had Give to. me a little Amboy Dukes just so I know what it was like <laughs> when you were 16, which was impressive. Uh, Strangleholds in there. I don't know. Couple dang, of, dang, sweet poontang. Take oh, that as a yeah. closer, but somewhere <laughs> between Stranglehold and the poontang song. Just eliminate, free for all. Yeah, eliminate the, 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 the list. All right, free for all. Throw that in the middle. But give me 35 Cat minutes scratch. of talking. <laughs> all right, just for the fans. So there's four songs. That's really all we you need. throw that in a medley. Yeah, certainly don't say, here's my new one. I'd rather hear you talking. <laughs> That's all the bands I that come back. It's like, all Nobody right, wants. The whole reason they're touring is for yeah. the new That's, songs. And they're, it's the beer run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the promise of, hey, you, we'll play our hits, but you got to hear our new stuff too. Yeah. That's what we're selling. So, I've never gone to a concert for a band that I like and heard their new stuff and gone, all right, and went back That's and it. got yeah, the I, new I, stuff. It's, it's never sold me. It's always been like I want to sing along and play and like goof off. I don't want to sit and go, all right, there's their new one. No one knows. It's an awkward moment. It's like going to a local show. But I certainly don't want to hear their political views. I think that's one thing you'll actually mess. agree with uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss on. He oh. says, nobody wants to hear the new music, so we're not going to put any more albums out. Thank God <laughs> for that. Now, if only we could retroactively take some of their songs away. <laughs> nobody wants to hear any of your music. I don't know who does. I don't know. Just seeing the Ugh. massive amount of platform shoes walking out of there after the three-hour show. Oh, God, I got to go to work tomorrow. We were talking with the... Uh, got to climb these stairs <laughs> yeah. at the pavilion. God damn it. Well, and they're, they're spun. Oh, like yeah. their outfits were foam so they could be lighter. And the last one I went to, I was talking to our friend Chris Katero, who is forever going to defend Kiss and 80s music. Oh, yeah. And nothing since or before was good. That's this, true. This guy 100%. has a, 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 Like, he's got this window That's of music. Window. Well, it's his window and it's irrational. Like it doesn't it doesn't bleed out one direction to go. These guys are ama-. unless they're trying to sound like that. No new music is so. We were talking, and I said, you know, you're not going to like this because we were talking about concerts. And he goes, worst concert you ever been to, and I'm like, I've been to Jimmy Buffett. And he goes, oh, it's terrible. I'm like, not worst. I've been to Vonda Shepard. What? I've been to the Spin Doctors. Uh, I've been to a lot of bad shows. Well, that's that's hard to choose from. I'm like, no, it's not. The, the worst show I've ever been to. In my life, and it's not close, Chris, was Kiss. His head was he like, a, started, oh, started to boil. Ex- started like Reagan from the exercise. When did you see him? And I said, it was a couple years ago. Oh, you saw him at the end. I'm like, it was their farewell tour. This should have been all the bells and whistles. This should have been the final stop. This should have, if it's your last show, it should have encompassed everything you did in the 70s. Everything you've ever done should be on that stage as a reminder of all that you've brought to the stage. And he's like, well, and, and, and he started to tell me how good they were. And my head started shaking. Your head's shaking before I'm even finished. And I'm like, because you're not going to talk me out of this. <laughs> this is the worst band that's ever played on, on stage live. The only time I thought they were any good was the, the Unplugged. When I yeah. was like, Jesus, these guys can actually play instruments. Okay. I was impressed. But I, I think Kiss is. Kiss might be a band friend deal breaker. I enjoyed Gene really? Simmons' yeah. interviews better than. I him. liked him talking. Yeah. 
I, I don't like Paul Stanley talking. He does an awful lot of it. Uh, not if you like Kiss, we can't be friends. If Kiss is like a top three-er, I'm pretty sure we're not friends. That's that's a lot of people, man. Top three? Yeah. Who? I'm not, not me. Who, but... who are we talking about? People I don't hang out Katero's with. Katero's probably one of them. Top three with Kiss? No way. I don't know. It's got to be top My five. My wife. Really? I bet you it's got to be top she, three. You, you, yeah, but Ronnie has Maybe. terrible taste. <laughs> Why I married her? No, that's why she married you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Her movie tastes are questionable. We've known this about her for a while. It's almost endearing how much garbage she'll ingest, like movies and Waterboy and Butterfly. But you're right. There is a. Pa- I mean, yes. there the Kateras out there. Oh yeah, a lot. Well, if I, I've been friends with Chris for a long time, he's one of my good friends, yeah. and if he tells me they're a top three, we're done. Find out. I've never had him play Kiss in the car with me. I've Why would that change? With... Probably knows because better. it's been they've been a top three the whole time. It's like finding out he's a him. drug addict. I just don't want to be around it. But he <laughs> I don't want it in my house. He Brady. doesn't flood you with I it. I don't want it in my house, Brady. <laughs> You're a what? <laughs> That's what I would say. Kiss is a top three band. I can't live without what it. What if I'm they're like, fourth? Oof. It's we're still friends. He's okay. He's, he's, there's it's on thin ice. Thin ice. Very. Chris, keep it at four. Keep it at four. I mean, unless he just doesn't care about being friends with me. I, I know mean, Maiden's number one for him. Oh yeah, he loves me. Yeah, yeah. And there's no, you know, it's not a top three because I've been in his home studio where he yeah. does all that production work. Not one Kiss thing is in there. It's all Iron it's Maiden. It's probably Maiden. Uh, Maiden, yeah. Loads Overkill, of Maiden. and uh, his band. Yeah, <laughs> your band. Overkill's in there. <laughs> yeah, if you're if, if Kiss is in your top three, I'm afraid we're gonna have to part ways here. Oof. I can handle like a Kiss T-shirt. There's their. I didn't, you know. Their merch. I'm okay. I've seen with. them three times. Oh, you know? all bad. That's three of the and worst. The last shows ever. one was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, that, I've seen them three or four times too. And the la- and same with same with me. The last time I saw them, it's like I, it wasn't. I'm done. I'm like, you're done. Yeah. Why are you still? Yeah, they were never good. They were always. I was just surface. I, I was a little surprised because the last time was their farewell tour. Mm. Nothing farewell it's, about it. Uh-uh. It's all icing, no cake, and the attention to detail was terrible because they used the same the satellite on the screens. Whoop, 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 yep, and it hones in on the city where Kiss is landing. Yeah, and on top of the building, it still said Jobbing.com. <laughs> they just took it off of Google Maps. They didn't even try to. What <laughs> hadn't been named Jobbing.com in years. That's good enough. Just put it up there. We're going on stage. Thanks, Gene. Handshake from Napolitano. It was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, they showed him wooden boating through the Grand Canyon. <laughs> that's like 1930. Terrible. Worst. Yeah, that's the. There's deal breaker bands. I can handle like if you like a different well country music for sure. If you were if if you had a. If you were single and met a girl and she's like, I'm a country music fan, you, you might throw it in there, but you're not oh, sticking you around. Oh, you've got to throw it in there. Of <laughs> well, yeah, like, come on. Yeah, yeah, she's a country music right. fan. You can <laughs> fool her into having sex with her. She's not smart. <laughs> but yeah, I, I couldn't be friends with a girl. There's who been some conversions. Of country I'm music? Just, yeah. Yeah, and they're, it's like joining a cult. They start dressing different. They, they do different things. They, their houses look funny. They, it's a cult. And it's too much. I can't be pals with you if you like it too much. You know, like I can, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. If if all of a sudden a guy came in, ah, country music, man, this, you're gonna love this guy. You guys, this is a good friend of mine. Just my country music's my favorite thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know he was a 
an idiot. <laughs> I apologize. I misread that. He hadn't, he hadn't revealed that part of him yet. Couldn't do it, Brady. Can't be friends with you. I'm starting to, like my dad says, I listen to country music, and I'm like, and we don't hang out that much. We talk because we're father and son. We get along just fine there, but I'm not going to go to events with you so you can listen to country music. I'm not hanging out with my dad at that stuff. It's horrifying to me. But growing up, for the most part, I mean, even, um, you know, from high school on, didn't do a ton of events with it. You'd go to sporting events. With That's your dad? About it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if he but started his in music, with his, you know, I never he, went to the uh, look. The Letterman. Or, my dad uh, started wearing cowboy hats. Four freshmen. Or I don't what know was it, like six, seven years ago, the old man started to wear a cowboy hat out in public and stuff. Almost done. So when he goes out with me, I'm like, leave the hat at home. <laughs> it's crazy. You, you look got like the a bandit lunatic. black Stetson on and everything. Uh, he's got or? a couple of those. But yeah. then you go out to his, his ranch. Torp went through that stage and where he, he, he wanted to pop into Shepler's and get that black cowboy hat. <laughs> like the urban cowboy hat. He lives in Ohio. But he, he goes hunting every year yeah, out in Wyoming. Yeah, but he's not hunting in Columbus. I know. He's just at but the he wanted that. He wanted that. Shepler's <laughs> Western look. It's he never bought the uh, brush popper shirts or oh, anything like that. Got those. But he wanted a cowboy hat. He he was more like uh, Clint Eastwood. No, he was John Wayne. He was that was his. Then because he's wearing a costume. If you say John Wayne, first thing out of his mouth, fraternity brother. Oh yeah, he's got, he's in a frat. See, like my dad, you go up to his ranch and he's dressed in this costume. He's got this costume. He's on. fully decked I'm like, out. What are you doing here? He's, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm wearing his. What do you got on? You look like a crazy person. Like it's it's April, and you're why are you dressed up for Halloween? So it's like he's working at Rawhide or yeah. something. And or then what? we go out to dinner. And That's he, why Texas he, now he can just. Oh no, he's he's thrilled. He oh, moved to did, Texas. Yeah. I think he moved to Texas so people stop saying what's with the costume. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'd wear it, and I'd be like, "We're going to dinner. Dress like a goddamn adult, okay? Because <laughs> it's going to be. Look, we're going to a restaurant that's dark. It feels cavernous. I'm not going as Batman, so you don't go as a cowboy, and we'll have a nice night." They won't let you in with the Wranglers. Yeah, you get, well, they'll let you in, but I'm not going to sit with you. Because I'm going to be one of the other people pointing and laughing at the guy in the costume. <laughs> it's, it's part of the ranch lifestyle. It's, all right. Looney Tune. Ran into Tony Lama the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking around. Six shooter on Made his me hip. A pair of like, boots. What are you waiting for, Lone Ranger? What's going to happen here in Cave Creek? <laughs> oh, I hope he wears spurs. Oh, he, he does now. Oh. oh, he's decked out. He's probably lassoing something right now. It's hilarious. And my dad sort of looks like John Wayne, like in all the gear. Yeah. Like he's got to look him as a John Wayne face. He has this cardboard. That's it. I'm calling look. him Rooster. He's got a six-foot cardboard cutout of John Wayne in his house. And uh, I walked in. I thought he'd taken a picture of himself dressed up as – he puts a bandana around his neck now, so he's like a duster. I'm like, what year do you want this to be? <laughs> it's a costume. It's adorable. What's your dog's name? Dog. D-O-G. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the cult. So I couldn't be friends with my dad if we just met. I have to be friends with him because we've got history. But if my dad all of a sudden said, I love country music and kiss, I think it would be the last time we talked. <laughs> He comes walking up to you. You're not my dad. Yeah, you're not my dad. I got two tickets. Why couldn't you be more like Toledo's dad? <laughs> uh, and let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98KU. But he, wake up! You guys partake? I'll partake. Hit me.